talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net. Seoul Street Food Scene Culinary Rebirth. That's the title of a recent piece from the Korea Herald that makes the case that while South Korea's capital once saw only greasy fried food and doughy dessert snacks, Seoul streets are now seeing new culinary creations and out-of-the-box dining options like never before. But is that really true? And how does street food here in Seoul compare with other regions around the country? I spoke with a YouTube artist based in the capital who's attracted thousands of subscribers and more than 4 million views to get his take on food to go here in the capital. Hey guys, we're doing a street fooding Korea video and we are in Insadong. Hello, my name is Corey May. I'm a Korean American living here in Seoul and I started uh, making vlog videos just to show my parents what I was doing um, while I was here in Korea. And slowly it turned into a really nice hobby and I kind of gained popularity. And I think mainly because I was focusing on showing the streets of Seoul as well as Korean food, especially street food. And um, even the Seoul city government recognized that I was promoting, you know, what the streets of Seoul look like and street food in Korea. And I applied for their uh, Seoul Global Soulmate program and I was accepted right away once they saw my channel and the type of videos that I was putting up. With so much experience making food videos, I asked Corey to describe his general opinions of Korean street food here in the capital and how that compares with the past. Having uh, come to Korea back in the 80s and the 90s, I remember eating street food back then, and it was the, the classic traditional street foods like tteokbokki or um, like twiggy mandu, kimbap, odeng, uh, sundae, those type of things. And you can still find those now, but back then you couldn't find those other types of uh, new street food that exist. And I believe people uh, now here in Korea, as they become more aware of uh, different cultures and different foods around the world, uh, they're bringing those things back to Korea and then like fusing them with uh, the traditional Korean foods or just bringing entirely different things and selling them as is. Uh, I, I think it's really great. It, it's, it's a very nice way to create a bigger variety and create more interest in Korean street food culture. It's very affordable. It's, you know, it doesn't break your wallet, and uh, it's easy to find. There's uh, street food all over the place. You, know, you don't have to go to a street food like known neighborhood. You can just walk around any neighborhood, and you'll find street food. So it's, it's very easy to find. I also spoke with a prominent media personality based here in Seoul who's worked on Korean food projects with CNN, Anthony Bourdain, and the BBC and asked if she agreed with the premise that Seoul's street food industry is seeing a, quote, culinary rebirth. My name is Sue Ahn, and I'm particularly interested in the food scene here regarding street food because I've actually done extensive research, having traveled all over this country to try to find the best street food so I can report it for the publications that I work for. I mean, culinary rebirth, this whole idea of a renaissance kind of brings it to a whole nother level. I mean, you're upping, upping the ante there. But, I mean, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that there are creative, different kinds of food creations that are coming out without, in ways we've never seen before. But to say that Korean street food was, you know, restrained to those kind of categories, I think is very limiting because maybe in Seoul, Perhaps, but I mean, if you go to other parts of the country, there's 
so many other varieties of street food that do not come in a fried form, that don't come in a dough form. I've been able to also go to Putan, which is famous for their street food scene. And they've been doing some crazy renovations themselves with the street food scene there, with especially Oteng and the, the fish cakes. So that's been very wildly popular, and it's spreading all across Korea as well in franchises. YouTube artist Corey May also agrees that while street food may be improving here in the capital, Seoul doesn't have a monopoly on innovation. What I like about eating street food in places outside of Seoul is the different regional types of foods uh, that you can find in, the, in their um, street food vendor stalls. Like, for example, uh, there was one time I went out to Sokcho on the, um, the eastern coast. And instead of selling the traditional like sundae, like, you know, the blood sausage kind of a dish, they had a ojingo sundae. So it was like their own regional coastal version. So it included uh, ojingo, which is squid. And then they used that as the casing for the sundae uh, insides. And then they didn't use pork blood like you do in normal sundae, but they used the squid ink. So it was like a, it was like a little twist on sundae, but it was really good. It was, it was so much better than just normal sundae. So Seoul is huge. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of street food here, but I think it's kind of, they're sticking to just the traditional stuff. And I think the quality of the ingredients plus the type of regional varieties in other areas outside of Seoul is uh, probably a lot better. But in addition to new trends and regional differences, traditional street food still remains popular with both Koreans and foreigners. Tokboki and Trigim, Kimpap, Odeng, Sunde, Kungoguma, like these are things that people are just like accustomed to eating every season. And so it's like ingrained in their, their history and then like in their childhood and stuff like that. So I, you know, traditional food, uh, street food items, they're, they're just always going to be popular. It's like the go-to thing that uh, people want to eat. And, you know, companies um, try to jump in on this, uh, this idea of preserving like their traditional food heritage. Uh, like, for example, there's this uh, company and they make these like really awesome street food products. They're, they're actual products like dolls or stationary items. Um, stickers, T-shirts, and stuff, and they're based around street, those traditional street food items. And uh, my fiance and I, we have a subscription box called Korea Curated, and we're actually sending these traditional street food items, uh, these dolls and stuff like that, around the world. And it's because people around the world are showing a lot of great interest in traditional Korean snacks and food, and especially street food. And while interest may be increasing in both old and new styles of street food, Korean food reporter Sue Ahn says more attention needs to be given to making sure the food that is being sold is safe to eat. I mean, the thing that really turns me off against street food a lot of the times when I see them is when they tend to use the same gloved hands to, you know, give me my food and use that same, you know, glove to catch all this kind of Korean one and money, handling money and food with the same hand. I mean, you just never know where it's been. And also, not just in the way they handle the food, like directly in giving it to me, but also the kinds of ingredients that go inside the food. For example, I've seen this one street food bakoki stand, the spicy rice, rice cake stand, and they use... Oh, goodness. Oh, I don't want to think about this. But <laughs> they use this huge bucket of the red pepper paste that's been out there for who knows how long. 
And it's, I could actually physically see some specks on the side of the huge bucket tin, and we even within, and they would just stir it all together and just plop that onto the big old tapuki, um pan. And I was just so turned off by that. So I hope there are more regulations by the government mandated to try to increase the food safety here. For KoreaFM.net, I'm Chance Dorland.